bless your name, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. taking us is a good place. We are sure that what you have for us in this month, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has any heart of a man perceived what you have prepared for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of praise. This morning, I begin the series for the month of October. October in this church is a month where we have dedicated to teach on church culture. And it comes in different dimensions. And for this year, we are beginning, maybe we will end with another one, but we are beginning with the subject, the committed church member. The committed church member. I thought you were clapping. The committed church member. How does a committed church member look like? How does a, a committed church member look like? How does a committed husband look like? How does a committed wife look like? No matter your status in life, you are expected to be committed to who you are and what you stand for. So if you are a banker, how committed are you to your bank? If you are a lawyer, how committed are you to your chambers or your firm? If you are a doctor, how committed are you to your profession? 
And for your information, Christianity is a profession and it's a confession. A profession is a work you choose to do. So our lives as Christians is being measured as a profession. So the question I'm asking you today is that how does a committed church member look like? There is a need for us as church members to be committed. How many wives here don't want a committed husband? And how many wives here want a committed husband? How many husbands here don't want a committed wife? And how many husbands here want a committed wife? Let me see by hand. Yes. So every church member must desire and must know that the expectation of God, the expectation of the leadership of the church, the expectation of the church, and even the expectations of your community is that they expect you as a Christian to be a committed church member. We are in days where when somebody dies and they write tribute, every tribute is nice. And you can be in a funeral and know that this tribute, it is not for the person lying there. And you can hear pastors ask for this person, oh, if you didn't come to the church, I will not know what to do since he joined the church. You, you, you know that what the person is saying is not true. But may the description they give you on your funeral day, may it be the real you that walked upon the surface of the earth. I thought you are clapping. There is no way you can be a dedicated child of God without being a committed church member. And the challenge we are having about this subject, many people have their own teachings on church membership. For reasons they will have to answer before God one day. Because the New Testament church can be very and some way deceptive if you don't work in sound doctrine. The fact that you carry the Holy Spirit can deceive you to think that you can be an independent Christian or you can choose to do whatever you like as a Christian because the truth is that the same spirit that is in you is in another believer and is, is also in the pastor, prophet, or apostle. So if you are not careful, you will be tempted to think that you are also a church and you decide what to do but scriptures, I'm going to open up to you. In fact, for the first part of this series, it's going to be just opening up of scriptures. Because in the next 10 minutes, I have to end the sermon. I'm going to show you scriptures. And you see, you hear people say, show me in the Bible where a Christian must be a church member. For your information, there is nowhere in the Bible that states categorically clear that a Christian must become a church member. So based on that, people tend to fight the teachings of pastor, member, shepherd, flock because they have their own parochial purpose. 
which can take up a lot of victims in the church. That is why I'm teaching on this, so that you will know, and, and, and the MC said something very, very profound, that it was during COVID-19 that we realized that the church is not only your spiritual home, but a place where you derive emotional strength and even social strength. Every believer must belong to a church and must be committed to the church. So if you are looking for scriptures for me to say this and this, this chapter, this verse, this says that be a church member and be committed, I may not be able to find one for you. Just as if you ask me where the Bible says Christians must not drink, I won't find it for you. Where the Bible says Christians must not smoke, I won't find it for you. Are you following me? So now we are going to look at scriptures that gives an inference. And inference are also the truth. Inference are also the truth. The, the truth. So you are a basis in this church. Okay? When you, are, when you are becoming a basis of this church, there are things I didn't tell you, but you knew you must do it. The fact that you are coming to play for the first service or whatever service, you know that you must come in time. And the fact that you know that you are going to play for the choir, you know that you must do rehearsals. So that is a truth, but was not said. So there are things in the Bible. So you will not find the Bible say, um, uh, Mr. William, marry Fafali. No. There is nowhere in the Bible I saw that Prince marry Theodora. No. But the scriptures will give you an inference for you to know the truth. So, the, I'm going to show you some scriptures that gives us the inference that every Christian must be a committed church member. You can fight truth for many years. It will still stand. Hallelujah. So, we look at the teachings of the apostle of grace. The man that God gave a deep revelation of the message of grace and he wrote 14 books of the new testament we are going to hear his words because all these teachings against church membership are derived in the so-called grace message that have been distorted so i ask the lord to lead me into scriptures that will help us understand that Every believer must be a committed church member. So the first group of scriptures we're going to look at are the scriptures that talks about church leadership, the church leadership. And if there is a, a leadership, then there is a following, yes or no? Yes or no? If there is a president, then there, there are citizens. So we are going to look at church leadership. If there is no leader, then there is no need for Apostle Paul to be inspired by the Spirit of the Lord. Remember, all scriptures are what? Inspired by the Holy Spirit. So we're going to look at scriptures that talks about church leadership. Give the Lord a clap offering in the house. And these are teachings you need because we, we have come to the day and age where so many teachings, so many doctrines are flooding our ears because of the power of social media. Those days without social media, I preach on Tuesday, Friday, you add the numbers that listen, you can say 100 people or 120 people. 
But just this week, that is why we want you to engage our page so passionately as though you are in church. Yes, because even though you are in church, you can key in and share. Somebody will listen to it Tuesday and Friday alone put together. It means I have preached to 1,400 people and above. Just Tuesday and Friday. So, in social media, everything can be amplified. Foolishness can be amplified. Wisdom can be amplified. The gospel can be amplified. So in this social media, we have had people preach that there are different kinds of gods. There are different kinds. God is not God. The Bible is not the word of God. And many people say all kinds of foolish things to convince the intellectual. The fact that they present one or two facts, you see intellectuals clapping for them. So in this day and age where comfort, convenience, um, self-choice has entered into the church and people choose what to listen to and people choose how to live their life without sound doctrine, some of these teachings must come back. I know you need money. I know you need miracle, miracle. But you also need this. This is what you actually need. So the first scripture we are looking at concerning church leadership is Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Our time is up. Five minutes more. Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Look at the scripture carefully. Paul is speaking. Believed that the, the writer of Acts is Apostle Paul. Take heed therefore unto yourselves. Paul is speaking to the pastors and the leaders and the apostles of the church. Then, the early church, which is a, a prototype or a, a blueprint for our following. Take heed therefore unto yourselves. So, every pastor must think about himself first. Think about himself means that number one, he must prepare himself he must equip himself. He must be well. He must be sound. Because the church is a reflection of the pastor. Are you following me? So for those of you who like fighting pastors, you are fighting yourself. And don't follow anyone that fights a pastor. Because if he finishes fighting the pastor, he will leave the church. And you are still drinking from the well. That means that you have poured your water that you are drinking. So the Bible says, pastors, take care of yourself first. Don't die a foolish death. Don't worry yourself and get BP. Be well and strong. Think about your health. Think about your preparedness. Are you in the will of God? Are you allowing the spirit of God to use you? Are you sound? Are you holy? Are you teaching the right? Think about yourself. Then, to all the flock, Paul is speaking. So it means that every leader has a flock. So you are my flock. <laughs> Teaching you something. You are the flock of God. God has put under me. So in a sense, you are my flock. Why? Let's continue reading. Over the weight... The Holy Ghost has made you overseers.
to feed the church. What am I doing now? What am I doing now? I'm feeding you the word of God. Because the Holy Ghost has made me an overseer over you. Not over International Central Gospel Church. Dr. Tabel is the overseer of that one. That is why you must not joke honoring overseers. So there are different kinds of overseers. He said, the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. Not you. You did not make me an overseer over you. But the Holy Ghost, in great humility, God looks at a man and says, come, I want to use you to lead my people. But I commit them into your hands. So if a pastor must be committed to a flock, a flock must be committed to the pastor. I thought you were clapping. Unless for one or two reasons you see that the pastor is teaching doctrines of devils, the pastor has entered into occult, the pastor has entered into great error, then you can change your pastor and change your church. Are you following me? So he said, to feed the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And that is where some people some people stay there and says that the pastor is not the leader of the church. They just use words and say, you did not die for the people. Jesus died for the people. But I'll show you another scripture. Because of time, I'll show you only one more and then I'll end with you. I'll continue with the other services. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. How many of you have bought cars and giving to people to use as Uber or taxi or trotro. Lift your right hand. Oh, lift it up. Okay, so Mr. Willie, assuming you bought a car and gave it to me to use as Uber, and I don't handle it well, will you be happy? Is the car for me? It's for you, but you gave it to me to handle it and use it on your behalf. So if I'm using it, and I'm not using it well, you will not be happy. The same way, Jesus died for the church. He died for you. But Jesus is not directly pastoring you now. He's pastoring you through my life. If I'm not here today, another vessel will be chosen for Jesus to pastor you through him. So, Though he purchased us with his blood, Ephesians chapter 4, verse, let's go, 10. You should know these scriptures by now, people. He that descended is the same also that ascended up for above, far above all heavens, that he might feel all things, 11. And he gave, talking about Jesus, he gave some apostles. He gave some prophets. He gave some evangelists. He gave some pastors. And he gave some teachers. Verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints. So all these scriptures I'm reading to you, you see that there is an establishment of church in the Bible. 
for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edification or the edifying of the body of Christ. Are you following me? So these scriptures gives us an indication that if there is a pastor, there must be a flock. And the Holy Ghost made the pastor overseer over the flock to be committed to the flock. That is why when you are in need, you call me. You, you'll be shocked when people's roof are spot, they call. And we enjoy it. <laughs> One time I was just coming from the hospital with my mom in a very serious condition for a short while. On the way, when I was thinking about the things I've heard from the doctor, then a member calls me. Ah, who was in the car? You. And the member was pouring her heart on me. <laughs> and I sounded very nice as if nothing has happened. And I encouraged her and prayed for her. Powerful. And I said, go and check yourself and come and tell me on Sunday. When she came, she said, when they went, they scanned, they didn't see anything. So a pastor, even some pastors have become cooks. <laughs> pastor, what do you think I can cook for my husband that he will love me? Hey! Also. And, 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 and that is the relationship. And it's beautiful. It's awesome. And the devil doesn't like that. So he goes and concords his own message to scatter the flock of God. But God forbid him. Your amen is not strong. Your amen is not strong. The last scripture for you. I'm connecting Acts chapter 20, 28 to Acts chapter 20, verse 17. And then I finish with you. Give the Lord a good clap offering. And from Meletus, he sent to Ephesus. I was looking for another one. Okay, maybe this will be good for you. And from Melitus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. That word elders is translated pastors. Amen. So from these scriptures that Paul has given, we can see clearly, clearly, that there is an establishment of church membership. Pastor relationship. You don't just become born again and think that you are in the kingdom. Without a church and a pastor, you are an orphan. Because God will do nothing without communicating and engaging his servants, the prophet. So in God's own structure, when we're doing worship and praise, the Holy Ghost started ministering to me in very strong words. He said, during the COVID-19, there were three kinds of exits in the kingdom of God. And there are three types of assignment the church must engage in. The first exit 
in the kingdom is that people left following Christ. Number two, people left their local churches. And number three, people left working for God. And the three things the church must do, number one, all under recruitment. Recruit new souls into the kingdom. Recruit new souls into the church and recruit new church workers into the church. And I'm praying that you will not just be a childish child of God, but you will mature to know what to do to please your Father which is in heaven. Rise up on your feet and give the Lord a clap of it. You are not clapping well. Lift your two hands and talk to God. Those short, but you want to talk to God, that Lord, let the grace of commitment and dedication to your house, to your church, to the kingdom, increase in me. Lift your voice and pray. It always takes the help of the Spirit to become better and to enter into full manifestation of the image of Christ Jesus. Lift your voice and pray. Ask the Lord to work on your heart. Ask the Lord to work on our heart. As we prepare to take the communion, you want to pray that Lord prepare my heart, prepare my heart, strengthen me. Mando shagada me kalada, mendo skipale korodosa, me garigo shagada bahaya, magago shagada ba. Pray that Holy Ghost have a great impression on my heart. Reda lagadia balagada, magada balaba. I I reject every false doctrine. I reject the doctrines of devils that would severe me from your church, that would severe me from your kingdom. Lift your voice and pray. Legada, as I partake of your blood and partake of your body, oh God, I reject the doctrines of devils. I reject false doctrines in the name of Jesus. Doctrines that makes me unstable in your kingdom, in your church, and in your vineyard. In the mighty name of Jesus, Rabon Sunday, Lidina Andos, Balani Bosa, Beleanda Sunday, Legre Telemahaya. In the name of Jesus.